0: This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. You're listening to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast, episode number nine. I recently registered for a conference in November down in the U.S., Texas, in fact, and it's been driving me absolutely crazy, obsessing over whether or not it will actually be safe for me to go at that time. Because where I live now, the Delta wave is currently causing additional cases and whether or not the government's going to close the border and make travel difficult is still up in the air. And thinking about that has actually brought to mind all of the times over the past year and a half, two years, where I have felt completely out of control because of the pandemic and the COVID virus. And in fact, if I think back to the start of the pandemic, I was actually in Tanzania at the time. I was teaching a course there on ultrasound in one of the hospitals, and that's when we first heard rumblings of this new virus. And of course, at the time, I didn't really take it seriously. There was just too much unknown, and the news that I was getting, at least over in Tanzania, just wasn't giving me enough information to, to know what I should really think about it. But of course, by the time I hopped on a plane and came back home to Canada, things were changing rather quickly. And certainly at work in our hospitals and in our emergency departments, we prepared rather quickly to have a huge influx of cases to the point where we were cancelling elective surgeries and procedures. We were closing down outpatient clinics. Where We were diverting staff into the emergency departments and into the ICUs all to prepare for this upcoming pandemic. And amidst all of that, there was just so much unknown about the virus itself. And so many of us at work in the hospitals were scared to death of what's going to happen if we catch this virus. Are we going to die? Are we going to get infected and bring the virus home to our families? And are they going to get sick? And just so many what ifs that we had no answers to. You know, and what if we don't have enough PPE to keep us safe in the hospitals? What if we don't have the skills or the knowledge to heal people when they come in sick with this virus? There was just so much unknown And because of that, we all just felt like we lacked so much control at work. We just had no idea what was going to happen. And our sense of having any control over what happened at work just kind of went out the window. And of course, the same was true in our private lives as it was for all of our private lives. Because all of a sudden, we couldn't socialize with friends and family anymore. We couldn't go out for dinner or go see a movie We couldn't get our medical procedures done. We couldn't visit elderly family members in long-term care facilities. It was just devastating for so many of us. And the result of all of these things is feeling like we had no control, that there were all of these rules and regulations coming from the outside and the virus itself just wreaking havoc in our lives in ways that just made us feel like we had no control. And... This is really the topic for this week's podcast, is this issue of feeling like we have control in our lives and, of course, what that means in terms of weight loss. And the reason why I wanted to talk about that today is because a couple weeks ago, I was reading a study published um, last July of 2021 in the medical journal Appetite. And this article really explored the experience of living with an eating disorder during the COVID pandemic. And so if you're interested in reading the full study, I'll leave the link for it down in the show notes for you. But essentially, the study took place in the UK, and the researchers recruited people who reported either having an eating disorder or being in recovery from an eating disorder. And so they surveyed all of the participants twice, once at the start of the first lockdown in the UK in April, and then again in the summer when the restrictions started to ease after the first wave. And they measured a few different things related to disordered eating. So, of course, they looked at just general mental well-being, and they looked at perceived levels of stress, and they looked at the amount of social support the participants perceived they had, and they looked at rumination about their disordered eating, and that really meant how much they were thinking about or how much they were obsessing about their eating behaviors. And then importantly, they looked at perceived control, which was really their sense of control over the happenings of their own life, their ability to feel like they had agency in their life. And to be honest, the results surprised me a little bit. So in total, they interviewed 58 people, and of those 58, 38 had no change whatsoever in their disordered eating which meant that if they had recovered from their disordered eating, they stayed recovered. And if they were engaging in disordered eating at the start of the study, they were still engaging in that disordered eating behavior at the end. And nine people relapsed, which wasn't surprising to me at all. And then what was surprising was that 11 people actually recovered. So over the course of that first wave of the COVID pandemic, 11 people recovered from their disordered eating. And now the one thing that these 11 people who recovered from their disordered eating had in common was a sharp increase in their perceived level of control. So those who felt like they had more agency in their life during COVID were able to recover from their eating disorder, in part because they no longer needed the disordered eating to have any sense of control in their lives. And of course, conversely, those who experienced less perceived control had to rely on their disordered eating as a coping mechanism and as a way to actually feel more in control during all of the uncertainties that the pandemic brought them. In fact, one participant actually said, my eating disorder feels more valuable to me than ever. Now, that's a pretty profound statement. And it really isn't at all surprising to me that someone would feel that way, because what that participant is really saying is that their eating disorder was the only constant in what felt like an upside down and very scary world. And really, their disordered eating made them feel better, even if only temporarily. And, you know, this all makes a certain amount of sense, I think. Because if you feel like things are happening to you and that you can't do anything about it, life just feels more stressful. Like think about all the things we had no control over during COVID, like the restaurants and the shops being closed and borders being closed and not being able to travel and not being able to see sick family and friends or (laughs) seeing any family and friends at all. Or, you know, like I mentioned before, all of the elective medical procedures and surgeries were canceled for a lot of people. And there were just so many things that happened to us that we had absolutely no control over. And of course, it doesn't take a global pandemic to feel like you have no control in your life, right? Just think about all the things during the course of your day that you have no control over, but that have potentially profound effects on you and your life. Like, take something simple, for example, like the weather, right? You have no control over the weather. But here where I live, we've been in a heat wave recently that has made it nearly impossible to get any of the yard work done that I had planned to do, right? Or your kids getting sick on a day that's really important or busy for you at work, right? Or traffic, like think about traffic. Like the other day, I purposely left for work for a shift at the hospital early so that I could stop at Starbucks first and get a nice tea. And of course, there was an accident on the freeway and I was late to work by 25 minutes. Like that plan totally went out the window and that accident on the freeway, totally outside of my control. I was so frustrated sitting in the car knowing that I was going to be late. Right. Or think of like somebody else being late to your meeting and then you're off schedule for the rest of the day. Or, you know, think about those little emergencies that just happen, like the car won't start or the basement floods, right? And when a lot of these things are happening in your life, it can start to feel overwhelming pretty darn fast, right? But what's actually causing that feeling of overwhelm when this happens? Well, you're probably tempted to say that it's all of these things adding up that's so overwhelming, but that's not actually the case. It's believing that you have no control over what's going on that leads to the overwhelm. And this is actually excellent news because it means that you can solve for the overwhelm by choosing to interpret the events of your life and all of these things happening to you in a different way. And I'll talk about just how you can do that in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about overwhelm. What exactly is overwhelm? Well, we like to call overwhelm an indulgent emotion, which really just means that feeling overwhelmed seems important to you at the time and that you feel justified in feeling that way. And sometimes it actually feels more comfortable to live in the overwhelm because addressing all of the things causing it just seems too difficult. But you already know that if you spend too much time indulging in emotions that don't serve you, such as overwhelm, you're not going to get the results that you want in your life. And that includes weight loss. Like think for a moment about what you do when you're indulging in overwhelm. Like I know what I do. I spend a lot of time spinning my wheels and getting absolutely nothing done. And I also spend a lot of time worrying about the things I have absolutely no control over, which essentially just keeps me too busy to deal with any of the things I actually do have control over in my life. And of course, like many of you, I stress eat. I eat to soothe the discomfort of that overwhelm. But if you keep indulging in the overwhelm because you think you have no control in your life, nothing in your life is going to change. But I do know that on the flip side, change is also scary. And so sometimes that overwhelm just feels like the safer option. But the irony here is that the more you allow yourself to indulge in that overwhelm, the less control you actually feel. And so you just get stuck in this cycle of feeling powerless and overwhelmed all of the time. Now, Eating for comfort when you're feeling overwhelmed actually serves two purposes in these situations, right? And the first, and we've talked about this before, is that it buffers those overwhelming feelings, right? You feel better for a short period of time. It's like you get this nice hefty dose of emotional anesthesia. And then the second thing eating for comfort when you're overwhelmed does is that it gives you something to feel in control of for a short period of time, right? Because you have all of these external things happening to you and choosing to overeat to soothe yourself makes you feel in control, at least of the eating in the moment. But here's what's really going on. All of those scary and overwhelming feelings are coming from your brain telling you that you have no control. But is this really true? Like, think about it. I mean, sure, there are things that are out of your control, like COVID being the most obvious one these days, but there's always things you can control in healthy and productive ways, even when it comes to COVID, right? You can't control what the virus is going to do, and you can't control what laws the politicians are going to mandate for you, but you do get to control how you navigate through it all, how you manage your stress, how you stay healthy, how you stay connected. And you definitely have control over the story you're telling yourself about what this all means. So consider this for a moment: when the lockdowns first started and all of your routines were disrupted, some people felt all of their healthy behaviors just went right out of the window, right? And this is where we we think the COVID ten comes from—the extra weight that a lot of us put on during the pandemic. But there were other people who actually felt like they'd never been healthier during these lockdowns. And to be honest, this was definitely me. And this is because I was able to focus on myself and my own healthy habits as a way to have a sense of control during the pandemic, right? Because Back at the start when there was so much unknown at work and I had no idea what was going on or what was going to happen next, I knew that I could come home and take care of me. And so I made this commitment to myself to take care of myself the best way I knew how during the pandemic so that I could stay healthy and so that I could stay healthy enough to continue to care for my patients. And so I my weight loss journey took a huge 180 degree turn during the pandemic and it turned for the better because I finally had a reason to put myself first and I actually felt more in control because of the restrictions. So in fact, now that the restrictions are easing a little bit, I'm feeling a bit of stress because I feel like now there's so many more choices out there for me in terms of what I eat and where I eat and how I can work out that I'm starting to feel like I have a little bit less control and I'm starting to feel that overwhelm. So I'm having to do a lot of this thought work myself as we ease back into a life post-COVID. And so when you find yourself thinking that you have no control and you're indulging in the overwhelm, what can you do to shift yourself out of that? And I've got three suggestions for you here, and I'm doing all three of these in my own adjustment to the post-COVID era. But here's the suggestions that I have for you. So the first one is to shift your perspective from focusing on what you can't control to what you can control or at least to the areas that you can influence in some way. And you're probably going to realize fairly quickly that you have way more control than you actually realize. But when you're stuck in the overwhelm, it's sometimes hard to see around the obstacles to where the solutions are. But I promise you the solutions are there. And like, here's a great example. I remember during the lockdowns in the first wave watching people get so creative and celebrating birthdays when we weren't able to share physical space together, right? I saw people arranging like these drive-by parades of cars with balloons and music and happy birthday signs. And I also remember seeing people sitting outside windows of the nursing home where my aunt resides singing happy birthday through the window. Now, of course, granted, like neither of these situations are ideal, But I'm guessing that the people who did these things were a heck of a lot happier than people who just stayed home and complained and didn't celebrate the birthdays, right? So I think that these people were able to understand that despite the social distancing mandates that were placed upon them, they could still choose to get creative about celebrating birthdays, and so they did. And for me, this really illustrates that you can choose to show up no matter what external things are influencing your life. And you also get to choose how you show up, right? That's always something that is completely in your control, right? Your car breaks down, right? You can choose to freak the hell out or you can choose to find another way to get to work and make arrangements to get the car fixed right? Your boss criticizes you at work. Well, you can choose to take it personally and then fall face first into a cupcake, or you can choose to learn from the experience and improve your work performance, right? The choice is yours and you're always in control in this way. You always get to decide to show up and how you're going to show up. It all just comes down to the attitude you choose to have. And so what I suggest you do is start by making a list of all the things that are in your control right now, no matter how small, and also just list things that you can at least influence in some way, right? Like, for instance, you may, you may not be able to control your work schedule exactly, but you at least might be able to negotiate when you take your lunch break or when your start time is in the morning, right? Right. And then what you need to do is make an intentional commitment to focusing and acting on those things rather than the things that are completely beyond your control. Now, your brain is going to want to focus on all the external things that are outside of your control because your primitive brain is going to interpret them as threats. And so you have to be very intentional about using your prefrontal cortex to assess the situation you find yourself in and then look for the areas that you can influence. And even if the only thing that you can control is your attitude and how you show up, that alone will make a huge difference in your life. I can promise you that. And then, of course, the next stage here is to let go of the parts that you can't control. I'm telling you that absolutely nothing good comes from worrying or ruminating or obsessing about these things. These things are still going to be there whether you worry about them or not. So the best thing you can do for yourself is shift your perspective, look for the parts of it you can control or at least influence, and then move on. So I just want to make one little note here that if you're the type of person who feels like you have to try to control everything all of the time, this little exercise is going to be difficult for you, right? Because letting go of control is scary and it can feel risky. But I promise you that there is freedom on the other side of this. So if that's you, if you're feeling like a little bit eh, leery about letting go of control, give yourself a moment to grieve the loss of control if you need to. Just allow yourself to feel that because, I mean, I, I might say this in jest, but it's actually true that it can be hard to come to terms with the fact that the whole world doesn't actually need you, right? If you let go of control of a few things, the world is still going to turn, okay? So in the worksheet that accompanies this episode, you'll have the opportunity to identify exactly what's in your sphere of control. So go ahead and download that. You can find the link in the show notes and spend some time really getting clear over the parts of your life that you can influence. All right, so after you have shifted your perspective from what's not in your control to what is in your control, the next thing that you can do is realize that you're human And things are never going to be perfect, and to allow yourself some forgiveness. And when shit hits the fan, so can a lot of your healthy habits. This is human and it happens to the best of us. And so, when life turns craptastic and there's so many things out of your control, and you're really just trying to survive, realize that you are not broken. You are not broken. The overeating, the binging, the drinking, the gaming, the shopping, the flaking out with Netflix, these are all the symbolic substitutes that we turn to when the emotions are just too much, right? They provide that emotional anesthesia that you sometimes need to cope or to even just survive. And what you need to do is you need to recognize that this is your body and your brain trying to protect you and trying to make you feel better. Now, of course, the goal is to get to the place where you're able to feel and process your emotions so that you no longer need that emotional anesthesia food provides for you. But while you're still learning this skill and while you're practicing this skill, you need to cut yourself some slack, right? You may even want to be grateful for the fact that your brain offers you all of these ways to help you cope with painful emotions, including the overwhelm. Right. But what you don't want to do is beat yourself up. Now your brain is really doing the best that it can to protect you. And until you can train your brain to protect you in a more productive and healthy way, you gotta show yourself some compassion. And so when you do binge or overeat or having shopping spree or whatever it is for you, be gentle with yourself. Acknowledge that it happened. Do your thought download and notice what your thoughts were and how those thoughts made you feel. See what that whole experience can teach you and then let it go and move on. And the next step, the third thing that you can do to shift yourself out of this overwhelm when you're feeling out of control is to go hunting for your next 1% win. So previously on the podcast, we talked about how collecting small wins every day moves you closer to your goal. And doing this also has the added benefit of putting your focus back on the things you can control. It's putting focus on your decisions and being committed to making the best possible decisions that you can in whatever circumstances life is serving up to you. So if you find yourself in a situation that makes you think that you have no control, just take a step back and see what parts of it you can influence in some way. Right is there a way that you can adjust your attitude to be a bit more positive? Right? Or if you're stuck between a rock and a hard place, for example, what is the best decision you can make for yourself in that moment? And if all else fails, just look for one small area in your life that you can control and take a positive step forward in that area. And then of course, celebrate the fact that you did something good for yourself. The celebration is so important. And so take a look again at the list you made of the things in your life that are completely within your sphere of control and identify what is a small thing that you can do, a tiny, teeny little thing that you can do in favor of your health right now. And then go do that thing and then celebrate the heck out of the fact that you did it. This is such a great way to shift your perspective towards the things that are in your control rather than focusing on the things that aren't. And then you'll notice just how freaking good it feels to take action like this and how in control you actually feel. And there's no overwhelm here, just this sense of confidence and pride that you're getting the job done even during the tough times. And keep in mind, again, that these are 1% wins. They're not big, drastic, world-changing actions. I'm talking about things as small as making your bed or getting five minutes of fresh air or drinking a glass of water, just whatever it takes to shift you into the positive. And so there you have it. If you want some help navigating the overwhelm, come join us on August 30th. We're hosting a 1% wins challenge starting that week. What we'll do is we'll gather together in a private Facebook group for that week, and your challenge during that week will be to collect 100 little wins for yourself. And in this group, we'll encourage each other on, I'll teach you exactly how to get these wins, how to celebrate them, and you will see how much of an effect it has, not just on your motivation, but your ability to shift your focus from what's not in your control to what is. And you're just going to get so much more confidence in your ability to succeed, of course, in weight loss, but also in life in general. So if you'd like to join us there, head on over to www.waysahealth.com forward slash win. I'll have the link down in the notes for you as well. I hope to see you in that challenge. I'd love to hear about your overwhelm during the COVID pandemic. and how you manage to feel a sense of control doing it. So reach out to me at Ways of Health on both Facebook and Instagram and tell me all about it. Coming up next week, we'll talk about the bikini industrial complex. And this is where it's gonna get fun for us because we're gonna talk all about how we can be body positive and trying to lose weight at the same time. If there's any episode that you're gonna listen to, this is the one. I look forward to sharing that with you then. For now, thanks for listening.